0: Yo, yo, yo. It's your girl, K to the C. You are now tuned in to Dare to Talk. All right, y'all. Today, we're talking about my adoption story. My adoption story. Um, <laughs> I'm mad cheesy right now. But I, first of all, before we get into that, tomorrow's my birthday. Let me rephrase. Tomorrow's my motherfucking birthday, okay? I'm not going to tell y'all how old I am. I'm just... I'm closer to thirty than I am to twenty. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, which is no shade to anybody who's thirty. Like we, we out here blessed and beautiful. Um, but I think when my birthday comes around, I have this tendency to get in a really like negative space. So I'm trying really hard to remain uplifted, uplifted, <laughs> uplifted, positive, and really pumped about my birthday. And so as I think about my birthday. I always think about my adoption and this is something that like if you're really truly a friend of mine, you know about this. Um, I'm not ashamed to talk about this, but it definitely has been a journey and a lot of like pieces that have come from me being adopted and identity situations and all that. We're going to get right into it. We're going to get into it. So before I even say anything else, hit that intro real quick. y'all let me take my sip of water let me take another sip (laughs) oh my god woo ma 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 this is literally my first time talking about this like out loud to people i don't know um well some of y'all hopefully i I know most of y'all so i mean let's get into it so i i am khadijah correct and i am adopted Um, as you can see, like I cope with shit with humor, clearly. Um, but yeah, I am adopted. I, this is one of those cool things that like people can't tell or know just from looking at you, which is like cool. It's like a cool little secret. Um, but I'm, I've kind of gone through this journey with my adoption y'all where, I mean, growing up, right, my, first of all, my adoptive mother, I'm going to refer to her as mom or mummy. And those in which um, conceived me, I will refer to them as sperm donor and egg donor. So those that's the vocab for today. <laughs> but so I grew up very much so um, knowing that I was adopted. Like it wasn't and I don't say that to say like I was treated differently because I was adopted and they were like, nah, 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 we're adopted. It was never that energy, but my mom was very open about it, about me being adopted and very open about my questions about being adopted. And I, I want to say I've always felt like I was wise beyond my years and I've never understood why, right? I just always felt like I I just had to, I just grew up faster than most kids. And I never could tell you like, you know, pinpoint like why, but now that I think about it, um, and also like now that I've grown up and like have, you know, conversations and talk to people about different things, I definitely think that, um, being wise beyond your years is, is something that I feel like, in my opinion, I've noticed in kids that have dealt with some form of trauma um, or have had, like, some, I don't want to say life-altering thing occur, but usually it's like when you're, you go through a situation that it almost ages you, and so I think my adoption aged me in a lot of ways where I was like, yo, I had to, like, boss up, essentially, um, as far as my my like, you know, the way I carry myself, my mentality. And also my mom is always... My mom is older. So I've always felt like the way she's conducted herself is um, how she has always wanted me to conduct myself. And so I feel like, you know, maybe because she wasn't a young mom, she... um, And this is not to say, like, I never childhood. I mean, you know, many can argue, right? But I think, like, I... My adoption has given me so many um, tools and tidbits, so to speak. Um, I was adopted very young. I think I was about the photo on the cover was, I believe, in the year 1998 or 99. So I was probably like four or five at the time. And I couldn't really tell you much about that day. Don't really recall or remember it. I do have that doll still. Her hair's a little matted. Um, <laughs> we got to polish mama's up. But I still have the doll. Um, I really don't have any recollection of like that day or my like younger than four or five. Um, now, as an adult and knowing what I know... Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I probably suppressed mad that shit, that matter mad that memories. Um, pretty sure that's what it is. Um, or it could just be like, you know, you don't remember things from when you're that young. Um, but I was, yeah, so I was placed into, so you don't just, you're not just a do- Oh, I didn't wake up one day and I was like, oh, I'm adopted. What a treat. Right. I was um, born right and my egg donor and sperm donor had like some shit going on my egg donor had now that I'm old enough to look back on it she had a lot of shit she needed to work through right and didn't have the coping tools or mechanisms in which to deal with her traumas in a healthy manner and so with that she um, fell into substance and abused it a tad bit okay And just wasn't fit to be a mom. And my sperm donor wasn't, you know, I don't think Chulo was too fit either, right? From what I was told, I've been told that my sperm donor father brought me and my biological brother. We have the same mom, don't have the same dad. Brought us to DCF. And was like, you know what? (laughs) We can't do it, babes. Can't raise them. We're not fit parents, whatever. That's probably not what they said or he said, but you know what I mean. So dropped us off. And from there, I believe, um, I don't know how many foster homes my brother was brought to or taken to, but I know that I was placed in three different homes. I was fortunate enough to be adopted in the third home. So at that point, it was kind of like, hey, you know, we're not going to reconcile this family. <laughs> Mom is still struggling. Right. And I think I can't tell you the ins and outs of like how that went about. But eventually it got to a point where it was an open adoption. And so there's two options. And I don't know if things have changed um, in 2021. But in the, from what I know, there's open adoption and closed adoption. Now, open adoption is when the biological family can have contact with the child or children. Um, they can write letters, have visitations and things like that. They just don't have the parental controller rights, if that makes sense. Closed adoption is where they don't have the parental controller rights. They also don't have contact with the kids. Essentially, like they... It's almost like a stork mentality of like, I'm going to drop this baby off and I'm going to head out, right? And you don't. In the closed adoption, you just don't know. Obviously, like as kids get older and if they are aware that they're adopted, they can do their research and look into that. But the parents are not going to reach out to the children or think whatever. And so I had an open adoption, and I might as freaking well have closed <laughs> because it was a joke, y'all. So my... Sperm donor was someone in which, for my, for a, a good amount of my life, was I had to imagine who my father was. Now, all I knew at the at the time was that he was Jamaican. So in my mind, I was like, "Oh, I'm fair skin, right? So my dad has to be Sean Paul." <laughs> like, just give me the line. <laughs> just give me the line. I was like, yeah, my father is Sean Paul. Like, yep, for sure. Um, <laughs> because my mom was, ooh, my sperm donor was someone who wasn't. I just, in my mind, their skin com, their skin complexions put together would make me. So, in my mind, my father is Sean Paul. Um, so. For- <laughs> A good amount of my time, a good amount of my life. Like I was just unaware of who my sperm donor was and had no like, you know, information or anything on him. Um, I do have this um binder, this adoption binder. Now I don't know who created it, but it has basically um information like when I was born, um my weight, the time I was born, my social worker at the time, um information about you know me and like stuff like that. Um, and in there was a poem for my dad and, or my sperm donor whatever. And in there, that poem was the only thing I had from my father for so many years. Like I didn't have a letter, didn't have anything. Like all I had was that poem. And so And he, like, signed his name or whatever. So all I had was that. So once I realized, like, you know, once I became of age, I realized, you know, hey, my father is not Sean Paul, okay? Um, Which was a really hard thing to realize. It's like, damn, my father's not a reggae star. Like, dream crusher. Um, (laughs) But then it got me to realize, like, yo, I want to, like, kind of want to, you know figure out who the hell my family is then in that case. And um kind of, you know, spoke to my mom. My mom was very very open and still is about conversations about my um biological family. I remember being in middle school and just like, you know, kids talk about their families and like you would hear kids talk about their dad and um and I would just sit there like I can't even tell y'all anything about my dad. Like you know what I mean? Like I can't tell you a story. I can't tell you anything about him because I just purely just don't straight up know him. Um, and so for a long, I you know hints, welcome bring on aboard daddy issues, welcome welcome, but. So like that was, like, a a thing, right? Like, I had a a void in my life because I didn't have, like, a father, right? And um, seeing that it was open adoption, it was just like, you know, why is he not reaching out? Really got me into a space of, like, oh, am I not good enough? X, Y, and Z. And just felt like, wow. Like, you were supposed to be the better one of the two because you were the one that, like, you know, stepped up and was like, hey, we can't be your parent, like, you know, gave us, you know, a chance at a new life, essentially, like, I really thought really great. I don't want to say really highly of my um, sperm donor, but I saw him in a better space or light in comparison to my egg donor. And so, you know, there's that we can revisit that. But then we have my egg donor who... For a good amount of my life, y'all, like, I was mad at that woman. Ooh, man, I was, and I've never, and this is how I know where, like, I'm holding grudges, and I say this, and people are like, oh, you're forcing it, but honestly and truly holding grudges takes a, a, a physical toll on me an emotional toll and this is why I just don't do it like it, it it exerts too much energy to hold a grudge against somebody and I've learned that with her um she was someone who I felt like I was my reasoning for being angry at her let me name that was you know you had this addiction right cool Keep in mind, at the time, very young at, in mind on certain things, right? So at the time, like, I don't understand the, the, um, the power of addiction and how it can, like, literally control and consume you, okay? So I was like, damn, like, you had kids and you couldn't, like, you having me wasn't good enough for you to get it to fuck together was my energy on it, right? I was just like, wow, like, having your kids wasn't enough for you to clean it clean it the fuck up like you're a joke kind of an energy towards her and very much so despise this woman now I don't use the word hate but I hated her at one point in time I hated her I wouldn't have pissed on her she was on fire type of energy um like I said it was open adoption so she very much so had the ability to like write me letters visit me see me and my mom was you know mommy was very open about like yeah it was an open door policy all she had to do was call or send me you know call or leave me a message or t- you know set up a date and a time or whatever and i would have i would have took you there i would have been there like i'm never going to deprive you of um that time with your you know with her and i i felt like damn like at this point like what's your excuse right like my my mom is allowing you to see me right she's it's not even on some you know energy where it's like no I don't want you to see her it was very much so my mom was like yeah like I want that to happen yep let's make it happen right and you showed no interest no angst to do such and so this brewed up a lot of you know anger for that I had for her and I was just like you know she can kick rocks for all I care like I just did not like this woman and so I remember one time and it was just also she was so fucking inconsistent and it was just like super annoying because, you know, she would, you know, send cards for Valentine's Day and then Easter come around, she's nowhere to be, you know. And it it's beyond like buying me stuff or giving me a card. It's just the the thought. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like you thought of me and you gave you wrote me a card or oh my God, you popped up to visit. Like, it was none of that. There was no effort put forth. Um, and so I remember one time we, me and my biological brother, were to spend a uh, Christmas break with her. And when I tell you, ooh, I was the biggest asshole I could have possibly be at such a young age. I was Petty. I was not listening to her she would tell me um oh you know go take a shower did not take a shower when i tell you i was very young didn't know shit about strikes but i i was on strike i was like no you know and i would not i didn't talk to her anytime she talked to me she had to talk to my brother um and then i would have to be like okay tell her i said like petty okay like petty." And I remember that week just feeling like, oh my, freaking Like I just don't want to be here, and I hated it. And I remember calling my mom every night, like, so when you come to get me, <laughs> come get me. When it, so you said Tuesday? All right, well, come get me. You know, I was just ready to go, um, to the point where my mom would be on the phone, like, capiche? That's not, you know, that's your mother, and da da da. And she's like, you know, my mom's very Puerto Rican. And so, yeah, trying to give me that, like, you know, be logical and shit. And it's like, no, I'm not even trying to hear that right now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, trying to, like, like, no, be nice, you know. And then um, she found out, like, I wasn't, you know, taking a shower. And my mom, and you know what's so weird is, like, now that I think about, like, me not taking a shower, it makes my skin crawl because I take at least two showers now. So just thinking of a time in which I was just, like, Nah, I'm going to simmer in this swass and swissy is like, but whatever. So I was, you know, not having it. My mom was like, oh, don't be a porca. Like mom was going off. And I still was just like, no, like it's not happening. And it took my brother being like, you need to get up. Like my (laughs) brother, my brother told me off and I was like, all right, damn. And I remember taking a shower and feeling really fresh, (laughs) feeling really rejuvenated. But, you know, just still with the energy of like, no, you're not my mom. You're not telling me what to do. You're not my mom. No, you had that opportunity and you opted out. So leave me alone kind of energy. And it's so funny because I don't think I ever went back. I don't think I was ever, she ever asked for me to like sleep over or whatever after that. And I was like, good riddance. I didn't care. I honestly just I don't like sleeping at other people's houses anyway. I'm very like into my own space. So no harm, no foul. Um, But yeah, so that kind of like carried on. Like the way I felt about her, like that just carried on throughout my life. And just always hated her because I felt like, here you are. not Okay, you gave me up for adoption. Cool, got it. But you're the one who opted into open adoption, and you're still not going to put forth the effort to, like, visit me, see me, you know, do, you know what I mean? Build some kind of fucking rapport or relationship. Like, you know, at that point, it might as well have been closed. Like, what was the sense of having an open adoption? Like, don't worry, I'll freaking wait. And so I remember being really, I promise y'all, I've forgiven her. Um... (laughs) But I remember being super angry about that because it's just like, it doesn't make sense. And I remember early on my mom explaining to me the difference between open and closed adoption. Very, once again, my mother was very transparent about everything. Um, And, you know, and, and I, it took me a while to like, realize like, eventually like that, that relationship I had or the, the hurt and the anger I had with my mom was something that i needed to deal with right and it wasn't for her sake (laughs) right it was for my sake like i needed to eventually move on from that and i think so often people have this this idea that open adoption is like oh it's so much better because you can and it's like i'm prime example that sometimes it's just better to just like nip that in the bud don't even close adoption that's fine like, I'll find you later on in life, you know, and it's crazy, because I found out not too long ago, that she, in fact, has another daughter, who is, I want to say, my mom said, oh, that's like your Irish twin, but my mom's not really good with, like, English, idi- not, I don't know if it's idioms, but, like, I don't know what that's called, but, like, uh, metaphor, or whatever it's called, but, I don't know if that's like, I guess, quote unquote, she's my Irish twin. Um, We were literally born, I think, a year apart. And it's funny. She was, well, it's not funny, but you know what I mean. Um, She was put up for adoption as well, but her adoption was closed. And she recently, as in like, maybe like three, four years ago, reached out to me. Um, And my brother and was like, hey, like, I'm your sister, kind of the energy. And it's like, oh, what do you mean? Um, (laughs) Because I um, and that was a wake up call for me, too, of like, yo, so you're just out here. And I don't want to I wasn't angry when I found this out at first because I was just like, you know what, let's let me hear her out met her in person, like caught, you know, grabbed dinner or whatever. And I remember asking her, I'm like, hey, like, how did you find us? And obviously she did her own do-do-do-do, like her own research and things like that. And as she's telling me information about her life and her story, I... I... um, I felt like her... I felt like for a long time, I felt like closed adoption was the way, right? Like, oh, I wish I would have got a closed adoption and things like that. And so hearing her perspective on it and how she felt like, yo, there was pieces I was missing, I felt incomplete. I felt like there was like, I wanted to know, I felt like, you know, she mentioned she didn't know her whole story and things like that. And so... It was super, I was super reflective on my own, like, process and adoption and realizing, like, yes, like, yes, you know, this adoption is not ideal or my, you know, egg donor is not the ideal, you know, person that I, you know, or whoever, but it is what it is kind of a thing, right? And, like, I'm fortunate enough to say at least I know her or I can, like, point her out in a lineup. Um... But it was super interesting because then I found myself really angry, right? Because then it's just like, yo, you're out here making kids and you're not even like, how can I say this? My thing is you're out here making kids and you're not even looping in other people. And I remember my anger being very much so because I'm like, my brother could have dated his sister and he wouldn't have known. Like that's sick. (laughs) That is sick. Like, we don't know this girl from a hole in the wall. If we, if I would have seen her down walking down the street, I wouldn't know that that was, you know, my sister. Or we had any, you know, relation or anything like that. So I can only imagine, you know, God forbid. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was just like, I was disgusted. So that fueled my anger as well. Um, with, and it's, at that point, it wasn't even anger. It was more disgust. Of like, oh my God, lady, get it the fuck together. Like, clean it up. (laughs) Clean it up. And I think it was then where I was just like, yo, I need to let her know about herself. Like, I need to let her know about herself. And I need her to understand the impact of her actions her silence because you choosing not to talk and speak up about potential children you have out there is not it's not an implicate like it doesn't just implicate you right it impacts other people and just you know and this is at the time that this occurred to i've already forgiven her right so i've already come to the point of like i'm not going to continue to harbor this anger I'm not going to continue to feel like I'm not enough. I'm not going to continue to, like, walk around with my head down because of your loss. Um, And honestly, like, it's like a blessing that you gave me up for adoption. Like, truly a blessing. Because I would have, God knows the person I would have came out to be. I would have still been the bad bitch, you know, today. (laughs) But it would have been different. It would have been hella different. And so grateful for this journey. And like, yes, it's been a, you know, quite an eventful journey, but grateful for it nonetheless. So, um, you know, at that point I have already forgiven her for all that and like knew that like she's experienced certain things and certain traumas, that she didn't mention or speak of. And then one thing about me is I I'm never gonna force somebody to tell me their trauma story. One, because I don't wanna re traumatize somebody. And two because that is that's not my that's not my story to to force out of you, right? If you wanna tell me, you're gonna tell me. And that's not just for her, that's just for anybody. Like I'm not finna force nobody to you know, feel like they can open their heart out to me and things like that. Um But at the time I knew that she had gone through, you know, certain things and she wouldn't discuss, but you know, there was trauma and things that she hadn't dealt with. And she was very much so in like a drug daze, if that would, um, summarize it. And so I think in that daze of it, she had my other sister. Right. And, um, really um just i don't think she was aware of the impact of of what she was doing or the the um, the hurt she inflicted on her and i think the other thing that's fucked up too um was that she was the only one who had a closed adoption so me my brother um had um open adoption like my my mom could like see us and like she didn't always goddamn do it but she had the option and so thinking about like you know my sister had a closed adoption it's like you know i and, and it's so weird because i felt like oh i wasn't good enough um i was a dumpster baby and like i had all these feelings right but i knew where the hell she was at like i knew who she was i knew if I really wanted to go find her, I knew where to go. Um, I knew her mother. I knew my nana. Like, I knew... You know what I'm saying? Like, I had... I I was in the know, almost. Versus, like, my sister, who was not in the know. Like, she was completely cut off and had nothing. And... um, And it's, it's impacted her um, in different ways, right? Because I think it's traumatic. Especially when you find out, like, you're the only one that had the closed adoption, like, that's going to impact you, um, in ways that, like, I may not be able to identify with, right, or, um, understand, like, the gravity of it, if that makes sense, but, um, yeah, I remember just feeling like, wow, I just, not just forgave you, but I just kind of, like, got comfortable with the idea of, you like, you calling me. On my cell phone and me picking up and here we are with another a bombshell and so um i told her off i told my i told my my egg donor off i was like you got to be out of your finger looking mind like where what is wrong with you why would you not name or why would you not say or why would you not be honest and transparent like i thought we were i thought we were over like the like whole hiding secrets and things like that i thought we were beyond it um And for me, it made me feel like, yo, I can't, like, I can't trust anything that come out your mouth, right? And so still on this, like, forgiveness tour, right? Because I refuse to, um, because now I'm, I'm grown and I'm aware of trauma and how that, um, and you know, how that can impact people and how those people can then inflict hurt and pain or whatever, right? Got it. But it was, like, not even anger, but it was more so disappointment of, like, see, I gave you a shot, I gave you a chance, and you just proved that this is who you are. Like, you can't be anything but this. And um, I remember just, like, not picking up her calls or taking her calls for quite some time. And in the midst of, like, me not talking to my mom or my um, egg donor, my dad popped up. Or my sperm donor popped up and found me on Facebook. And at first, I was just like, ew, who's this, like, creepy old guy, like, trying to, like, you know, inbox me on Facebook? And he sent me, like, this long, like, message. I don't have Messenger on my phone, so I can't find it. But basically insinuating, like, yo, like, I'm your dad. Um, trying to like build, uh, a connection, yada, yada, yada type of energy. And, um, and yeah, I, for me, it was weird because here it was that I was dying for that connection. Um, right. Like I was dying for that connection and dying to, I have a father figure and like he appeared and I was like, I'm good though. Right. I felt like mm, it's kind of like too late. You know what I mean? Like you're showing up when the the race is done and over. But, you know, somehow I was like really positive about it. And I was like, no, nope, we're going to go in this like really positive and try it out. Um, got to know him, realize that I'm all the fucking way good on it. Um, and that I'm just like, okay, you're manipulative and super selfish. Got it. Um, didn't know this man for two seconds already asking me for money. And I'm like, babe, <laughs> how's broke? <po'> <laughs> how is, how are you supposed to multiply zero by, by zero? Like math. I'm like, I can't help you. And. Um, you know, and I just felt really like, did you find me for your own benefit or did you find me to like rekindle or create a relationship? And for me, it was just like, yo, like that's, for me, that's tacky, right? Don't go looking for your kids for, in hopes of like what you're about to get out of it or how you're about to come up. Like that's super track, you know, for me, it's just, that's gross. It's like, ew, (laughs) like who does that? Um, But for a good amount of time, I was, um, I was desperate for that relationship. And so when he reached out, I was like, let down because here it is. I'm optimistic that we're about to have this like relationship and like, we're out here doing it. And, you know, I didn't think we were going to like kumbaya by any means, but I thought it was going to be better. Um, and it wasn't and now i you know i'm very with both of my um biological parents i'm just like i'm kind of i don't want to say like it's just like a shoulder shrug like it's like well you know well i know you you know i know you guys exist i know you're the type of people you are and you know thank god you gave me it for adoption praise him praise goes to the most highest because I just I constantly think about the person I would have become if I was to remain um with them and it's kind of scary thoughts like I don't nothing positive comes out of those thoughts but I say all this to say adoption is something that's super complex and very it's it's complex in the sense of there's so many nuances that go into it right and it's a lot of um, things you have to work through. For me personally, I just had to kind of like work through the the grudge, right? Work through the anger, being frustrated, being pissed. And then once I got through that layer of being pissed off, I got to the layer of like feeling like, why not me, right? You get to that point where you're like, why not me? Why was I not good enough? Why did you want to leave me? And then you peel that down and you're like, you know what? You're fucked up. Something's wrong with you. You bumped your head. And then you peel that that layer and you're like, you know what? Like, who hurt you? (laughs) Like, truly, who hurt you? And you peel through that and you're like, you know what? Somebody hurt you and so you're trying to hurt me. I'm not going to let you hurt me. You know what I mean? Like, I say this to say, like, adoption is not this cut and dry thing that people think it is. And like, oh, you just like, you're going to go to a better home and then, you know, that's all she wrote kind of energy and it's not right. Adoption is sticky and messy. And I think if I, I can't tell you like, yeah, I'm definitely going to adopt kids. Right. Cause I don't know where, you know, my, where life will take me, but I definitely think it's important to understand, like when you adopt a child, you need to understand that in its entirety like it's not just like I'm gonna provide them food, shelter and things like that and that's just going to like um mend and like fix that, right? There's always kind of like this piece of me that feels like I'm there's always this piece of me that feels like I constantly have to reassure myself that I'm enough. Um I constantly have to tell myself I'm worth I'm worth the that I'm worthy. Right. And I think I did a a interview, um, or I was on a, a, uh, another episode on the no clearance podcast and I was asked, are you worthy? And I said, no. And I was like, Nope, I'm like on my way there. And I'm, you know, working to being there. And for me, it's just like, the fact that that, that's what I said is like, now I look back on it and it's like, I always need to tell myself that I am worthy, right? That no matter what I've been through, I'm worthy. I'm worthy of it all. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of joy. I'm, I'm worthy of, you know, his glory and, you know, things like that. Like I am motherfucking worthy. Um, and that's something that like, I am constantly trying to work on and better. Um, Every, and this is why Noble, like every time my birthday comes around, I, I think about my adoption story and kind of like how far I've come and how I was like once this kid who had a chip on her shoulder to now being this woman who's like setting a blaze and like really like trying to shake up and like, you know create my own path and and impact the young minds of tomorrow and be that voice of like you are enough because for a good amount of my life it was my teachers um that helped me see that it was my teachers that helped me to understand like nah you are enough you are not your story does not define you and so I wanna be that for other kids. And so in a lot of ways my adoption story shapes me as a person, me as an educator, me as a woman, and in so many like different like parts of me, my adoption story has has had a hand in. Um and, you know, it's not um it hasn't been the easiest, right? Like I through my adoption story I've realized like the idea of forgiveness and that forgiveness is not for the other person; it's for you, and we could do a whole session just like dare to fucking forgive Jesus Christ. Because let me tell you, that was so oh my god, such a herculean task because you gotta you gotta get out of this. I think for so for me personally, I've always viewed forgiveness. As it was not for me, but it was for them. Right. If I forgive you, I have to say it. I have to forgive you so that you can move on. Right. But it's actually the other way around. I need to forgive you so I can let this go. So I can let go of this hurt. So I can let go of this trauma. I can let go of this pain and live my absolute best life. And um, it's been quite a journey. So every time my birthday comes around, I'm very reflective on my adoption story and my life in general. And I'd be lying if I told you my adoption story didn't have a big, doesn't have a big um, part in my life and doesn't, um, you know, determine or doesn't, you know, and not to say that my my adoption story defines me, but it definitely has molded me into the the individual I am today. So you know yeah gosh if y'all have any questions about adoption or my adoption story in general if you want to know more details um or yeah feel free like chat me comment um write in the review like i will respond and i will answer i'm an open book i think as open as i can be i think it'll help um fellow listeners who are adopted thinking about adopting and things like that um I want people to listen to my bullshit and my joys and the things that I've gone through and and, and not do what I did and do it better, if that makes sense. <laughs> All right, that is the end. Before I cap us off, I want to give you a phrase. Well, these are three phrases that have gotten me through some, some times. The three phrases are, this is the quote of the day, by the way let it hurt let it heal let it go one last time let it hurt let it heal let it go as always please 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 repost share uh write your reviews give me those five stars um, provide feedback, ask me questions. I'm an open book when it comes to my adoption story. So if there's more ins and outs, I can easily do adoption story part two. Um, if there's questions you have about adoption in general, my adoption story, if you want to know the specific story about like me, you know, finding my dad, my dad finding me, let me know until next time.